Brooklyn. 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 All right, guys, it's your boy, Five Now, talking to your your favorite Celtic expert residence. The formerly art known artist is NBA J2K, the real J Farb, Josh Harbour. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Quite the intro, thank you. Okay, you got to you got to get the the fans hyped, uh, especially especially with this whole trade hysteria. The past was it about almost 24 hours ago. <sighs> yes, it's been a long a long 24 hours. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't so I was yesterday I had to go. I had, a, I had a class, I think from 7 to 9, but right on, like before I was on the subway, I was just seeing some tweets, a picture of Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, like as a Photoshop. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, well, I don't have time to look at this. Uh, and then I get out, I see all these news alerts, even New York Times, all about that breaking news about Kyrie Irving being traded to your Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder. Was that other guy, Antic Zintic or something like that? Ante Zizic, yes. Zizic, close. Uh, and Brooklyn's 2018 pick. That was the deal. Uh, I had a shock, but I'm sure you had a little bit more of a shock than I did. Yeah, like I said, I was at a, I was at a restaurant. And just, I, I feel, I feel like uh, there's my phone blowing up. Um, I feel like uh, it was just the, the way things happened. I happened to be sitting on the right side of the table. That happened, just happened to switch seats. Happened to five seconds later see the ESPN breaking news. Yeah. Um, not really happy with this trade, at least not right now. Maybe it'll grow on me. But uh, to uh, to lose Isaiah, heart and soul to Celtics, everything that you know, he's kind of brought the city. Kind of, he's kind of been the anchor to turn the team around in the last last few years. The Brad Stevens era. So this is what year three or year four of the Brad Stevens era? I believe it's at least four. I don't know. Yeah, because the trade was made for uh, the Celtics Nets was like four four years ago, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, no, nope. sounds about right. I know I'm not looking at it right now. With the, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of in hysteria for everything with everything going on. Uh, yeah, but no, like I said, everything the IT, everything Isaiah brought the team, and you know, kind of played that underdog role, chip on the shoulder, 60th pick in the draft, which by the way is interesting because it was the same draft that Kyrie Irving was number one. Yep, yep, Mr. Zelovant um, and number number one overall. That's crazy. And uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, but when you look at it, I, yeah, like I said, everything he's brought to the city, and you know, everything he went through with his sister, and how everyone kind of rallied around him, um, I utter shock. <laughs> if he was going to be traded, I thought it would be at the deadline. Um, definitely didn't think it was going to be now. Didn't think this whole Kyrie Irving thing was going to happen. I thought they'd kind of waited out even longer to really press the Cavs. I'm surprised when it happened. Apparently, my understanding is this talk's been going on now for the past month. Um, they were at a stalemate because the Cavs wanted Jason Tatum. And Celtics said no. And when recently, when as of yesterday, as soon as the Cavs said, okay, forget Tatum, we'll just take the Nets pick, that's when Celtics, you know, everything kind of accelerated and and moved pretty quickly because you went from reports to this deal is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I again, I, I'm just, I'm kind of blown away. Um, as far as Jay Crowder leaving, I, I'm not. He's definitely a solid player. I'm one of the better contracts in the league. Uh, condolences go out to Jay because not only was he traded yesterday, his mom also passed away. Oh, so, yeah. so that you know to have both of those happen at the same day, he's going you know going from a starter to off the bench 
and his mom passed away. It's just, you know, definitely, definitely a sad day for him. Uh, yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I do understand, you know, Isaiah was at the top, at, you know, at, you're not going to get a better season out of Isaiah Thomas than last year. I mean, he's he's damn good. And he's, you know, what, was he fourth in MVP voting, 28 a game. I mean, he went on that run coming off a hip injury. We don't know yet if he's even going to be ready for the start of the season, so everyone all expecting you know, October 17th, which in the first game of the NBA season, guess who? Celtics visit Cleveland. NBA couldn't script that any better. Um, but chance that Isaiah doesn't even play, uh, latest report out was that um, there may be a slight delay in his return. So my conspiracy theory kind of – well, 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 before you get in there, I'm the one usually with conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, no, well, I don't want to say conspiracy theory. <laughs> my my thought on this whole thing that I, right. I wonder is that, you know, the season ended, Isaiah's season ended early where, you know, he had the issue with his hip, um, which I completely think was completely legit, never questioned that at all. Um, and then, you know, everyone wondered, oh, you know, if the Celtics won, you know, won a game, does that mean Isaiah's coming back in the series? No, he was, it was a legit injury. They delayed the announcement pretty far uh, when they were figuring oh, you out. You, tweet, know, if, you tweeted this today. Right. If, if he was going to – I may have. It, well, they delayed the announcement pretty far when they were if when they were trying to figure out when um, – if he was going to have surgery or not. Mm-hmm. And a couple things, I wondered if that had to do with the whole Gordon Hayward trying to recruit him. Like they said, okay, you know, everything looks good, but we just got to figure the, the final word from the doctor to make sure everything's okay. They didn't want to kind of press word first and have word sprinkle out there's a chance he was going to miss the season or anything. And – or miss part of the season because they were saying surgery could he could miss a good chunk of the year. Now this is also going into his contract year, so I wonder personally if the Celtics wanted him to have surgery, he delayed it because he wanted to get paid, and he said no, I want to find a doctor that says I can that says rest should should do it because um, you know he still hasn't played it all this summer. He hasn't even gotten played any pickup games or anything, and you know season starting in a couple months. They're saying that rest should do it, but he still has another doctor's appointment a couple weeks into September to kind of verify everything. And on the radio the other day, they were saying, you know, Brad Stevens was on and saying that, you know, they, they hope he's ready, but they don't know. I'm curious if this, and this isn't necessarily true, but I'm just wondering if he said, I want to get paid. So I, if I, if I take surgery, I know any chance of me getting a major payday definitely goes down the drain because I'd miss possibly half the year. And he decides, okay, you know what, I, if I can find a doctor that says rest could do it, hopefully I'll roll the dice and hope that I can start playing, you know, I can finish the year up, and then I can get paid. Big bucks. And the Celtics looked at it and weren't comfortable with that and said, thought, you know, he hasn't even played all summer. He may miss part of the beginning of the year. And then if we don't, you know, we have a chance to trade him now, but if we go into the season and all of a sudden he has to have surgery going into the season, now – you know, he could be a free agent after the year, and who, who knows, you may lose him for nothing, and you're not, Celtics aren't going to want to pay him max, and I don't know. I just, I'm just curious, I guess, if there was some difference in opinion on what what he should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is now. He's gone, unfortunately. I'm still always going to cheer for that guy. Uh, but he's on the he's on the cast. You know, do you know how many text messages I got freaking yesterday? Like, how many? Ki- freaking, like, no, I'm honestly, maybe like 60. Like, it was... <laughs> I, my phone blew up so hard between that, I get, like, Carrie Meehan posting on my Facebook wall, like, hey, Josh, you're the news. <laughs> like, like, she's like, hey, I always remember that, you know, you're a Celtics fan, heard the news. Like, I, I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I, 
It was it was nuts. And my head was in fantasy football mode specifically because I was like, all right, this is the downtime fantasy football mode until training camp until uh, preseason starts. So I'm working on like trades and stuff, and all of a sudden like this bomb hits and like everything's out. I'm just I'm, I mean, no, this is not the same as Paul Pierce getting traded away. Although I will say right. Pierce was at the end. Pierce was at the end of his career where Laura's Isaiah is still in his prime, so that that does yeah. hurt a little bit. Right. But it's uh, oh, I'm. I was this close when your kid was born. I was online on my phone, making a custom Isaiah Thomas toddler shirt. Uh, shirt. And yeah. uh, but uh, now that it might be on sale, uh, hopefully I can get to it. <laughs> 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 you can save a little bit of money. Yeah. Well, I, so I was gonna buy an Isaiah Thomas jersey. Um, I don't buy jerseys, like jerseys aren't, but I was going to buy like a nice jersey to go to games with. And I had said, told Katie last year, we were talking about it. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm not buying it. I need to wait until to make sure he signs a big extension after next season. And if he does, then I will go out to the store and buy like an authentic, spend like big bucks and, you know, buy a nice one. So she bought me like a King of the Fourth Isaiah t-shirt, which is great. I'm still going to love that t-shirt. So whatever. Um, and then this happened and I'm like, oh, but it's just crazy. Like, I don't have like... I don't know if I have a favorite Celtic player right now. Like, everyone's gone. Jalen Brown, man. Short, short. Well, well, well you're right. You're actually the back. It's probably going to be Jalen Brown. He's, yeah. he's, like, he, I really, I mean, if he, if he has a big year this year, I mean, I, they, he looks, he looks awesome. Like, yeah, he looks. He put on some weight, too, I think. Muscle. Yeah, he's, like, silky smooth. I think they might even start him at the two. They should. They're they talking should. about it. Well, you'll, you'll be fine, man. At least these are good, these are, like, good problems to have. As opposed to like yeah, well, I mean, managing your future and not realizing it would be the worst thing for your franchise for the next four years. Right, as long as Kyrie stays healthy, because that's the thing. Like people yeah. talk about Isaiah and his hip and all that. Kyrie is pretty injury prone. Yeah. Like he gets injured pretty often. So like, it's not like, you know, oh, you know, like, oh, okay, you got this guy that just plays 82 games every year. Like he gets injured a lot, and he's only 25, and he's already got a lot of miles on him. So. Dude, Isaiah is my height. Like, I keep saying, like, watching someone like that, like, it just, I, I felt like I connected with him as far as that stuff goes different than everybody else. That's why, I like, it's, like, hard not to like Isaiah Thomas, I guess is my point. <laughs> like, I get I it. I, I loved uh, Damon Stoudemire when I was little, you know? But I yep. still wasn't his height. That's one of, that's one of, uh, one of Isaiah's idols is uh, Damon Stoudemire, actually. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. So we're, so. we're connected based on our, our heights for the first time. Yeah, and in, in life, yeah, you know my my perception of this whole deal. Uh, after it took me a while, I was in shock, but not obviously. I don't have any affiliation to either teams. I love uh, a lot of those players, except I'm not a huge fan of Jake Brower. I respect what he does, but every everything everyone else, I'm I'm into. I thought my my wait, hold on, hold on, wait. Are you into Zizich too? Is that what you're saying? You're a big Z, uh, Ante Zizich guy. I'm huge into the A to Z okay. movement. Yeah, okay, just, they, just yeah. make sure. Just make sure <laughs> yeah. we're clear on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, the fact that you, this team, the Celtics, had a core of people that were on the team uh, that made a huge impact last year. Uh, you know, some people talk about Kelly Olynyk, obviously in the Game 6, in the ECF, or not Game 6, what is it? Game 6 of the semis, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Avery Bradley, the best defender from uh, – from one court to the other, full court actually, in general. Actually, backing up, I think that was maybe been game. Is it game six or seven? I'm trying to remember now if he saved the series. But anyway, go ahead, continue. 
No, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was seven because it was at Boston. I remember where. Yeah, I think he saved the series. There we go ahead. Yep. Right. Right. So that, uh, in terms of just giving up those core people in, in the off season, not this particular strategy of Isaiah. Basically, the whole team is kind of remade as a, a as a new team. Four of the five players are gone. Right. Uh, that were on the team out there. Yeah. Yeah. Think of this way, which is this is just crazy to think. Right. The Celtics went with the number one seed last season. Yes, whether that was, you know, people have their opinions that they deserve number one, regardless of that. No, number, one, what, number one seed went to the Eastern Conference Finals. This season, they're only bringing back four players from last year's roster, and only one of those players is a starter on last year's team. So Al Horford's the only starter from last year that they're actually bringing back. The whole team changed. So for anyone, you know, saying, oh, you know, I was expecting the Celtics to get off to a quick start this next season – Absolutely not. I expect them to struggle and hopefully hit their stride later in the year. I just think there's too many new pieces to all of a sudden throw this together and say they're that much. I'm not saying they're not going to be better in the end, but to start the year, I mean, this could be this could be this could be a rough uh, rough go go of things. What, what I thought was interesting also is that I, Isaiah was also the recruiter. Isaiah is the one that helped bring Horford yeah. to the team. Isaiah right. helped bring Hayward to the team. I'm curious to you know what their opinions are, considering that they're you know he's one of the reasons that they're there. And then you had and go ahead and trade away the guy that recruited you, one of the guys that recruited you to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I know they expect big things out of Jalen Brown this year. I could see him possibly being in the starting lineup, I and mean, I think he's going to be great. I just it's just a matter of time. Tatum My most envious pick there of like you guys taking from Brooklyn is Jalen Brown. I love I love him. He's awesome. So he's he is. And and uh, Tatum Tatum looked really good. I know it's summer league. Product, you know. We'll see what happens when the season starts. Mm-hmm. You know they have, and obviously they still have the Lakers pick next year, thanks to the Markel Fultz uh, one oh, yeah. to three swap. So yeah. if the click falls within, I think like two to five, they have it. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be definitely be a rough, a rough start to the season. I just, yeah, it's just incredible the turnaround and all the moves that have been made by Ainge. Just since when's the last time? A, a, a couple of things. When's the last time a, a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals blew it up, basically? <laughs> Blew up the team with this many trades. And also, when's the last time you saw a blockbuster trade made with two rivals in the same conference? Right, right. And, and like, not only just rivals, the one and two teams in one conference. That never happens. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a rarity. And you touched on, a, you know, the point that they split the team completely, um, which is unprecedented as a, as a first seed. The only time this happened, which is not the same situation, but just in Celtics fast, was 2006. 2007 offseason or 2007 offseason where you had about the same four players or Mount Rondo, Perkins, Pierce, and then you got KG and added all these other three agents won the championship. Yep. How how realistic do you feel in, in terms of the – I know you're going through the emotional, but in terms of the, the coach, the, all the positive elements, Brad Stevens, um, you know, culture and the Celtics, uh, having a lot of burgeoning talent. You have some veterans and you have really good young talent. How far can this team go? Can they go to the finals? Could they? They definitely, I mean, they could. I'm not saying that it's probable. I'm saying, I mean, they could end up kind of in the same boat as last year. You know, you go to the conference finals, maybe meet the Cavs again. Obviously, everyone would love to see that, have it be a series. We'll have to see. I mean, honestly, a lot depends on if Kyrie buys into, you know, Brad Stevens' system. I mean, Brad is known now to, he's gone through now quite a few players. So, you know, definitely uh, where he has been able, basically been able to optimize them and, you know, play to their strengths, whether it's Jordan Crawford, who won player of the week somehow, and we ended up turning into a first-round pick, whether it's Evan Turner, who 
sign was for the mid-level and ends up playing well enough to, to get, what, a $73 million deal with Portland, <laughs> the Portland yeah. Trailblazers. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, Brad just really good at optimizing. Then you, then you got Isaiah Thomas coming in here, and, and you know, he, he realized he had something, played to his strengths, did the whole pick and roll at the top of the key with Horford, with a Horford and turned him into a, a top-four MVP candidate. I mean, if, if you don't have – if you don't have, you know, just just un, you know, whatever years from Russell Westbrook and Harden, you're, you're possibly talking about an MVP, like a legit MVP candidate last yeah. year. So, exactly. so I mean, they, those went through. Now the next next project is what can we do with Kyrie Irving? Now you're taking a talent that's already already you know upper echelon, but will you be able to get him to buy into the team? Is he going to be as ball dominant? The thing that kills me about him is I feel like he just dribbles way too much and just frustrates the hell out of me. I, it's great to see him break people down I love, you know, at times, but he just, to me, just dribbles too much. And I'd love to see him just move the ball a little bit more. Maybe Brad can get him to do that. Um, he'll, you know, he's definitely he's not a good defender, but Isaiah was statistically the worst defender in the NBA last year. Yeah. Um, and they, they had to do things to hide him. So even in the playoffs, they specifically had to run certain plays, you know, put him on – um, on a certain player on the other team that wouldn't burn them as much on def- you know, so to try to hide him a little bit on defense. Whereas now, so every game they basically had to do that, where now you have Kyrie Irving who's definitely taller. not saying he's that much better of a defensive player, but they won't have to do that same hiding of him. So hopefully that just gives more more, uh, more tools and more options for Brad Stevens to draw. But it's definitely going to be interesting. Definitely now you know, you're, you're putting a ta- really talented team together for Brad, you know, that, that Brad kind of helps create. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do with all this talent. Right. And and the stuff you obviously you're the expert on Brad Stevens and watching every single game and knowing what plays they run. Um, but do you think he could really get this team to work together really fast, or is it more of a uh, well let's throw let's throw some shit on the wall and see if it sticks, and then if it does, then we're in momentum to, to the playoffs. So normally what he does is he does a lot of like just trying out crazy lineups throughout the season, trying out trying out crazy things. Now you keep in mind this is where that shorter preseason is going to hurt a little bit. Mm. You do have more practice time in between games now, where you know times you know a, t- a team could be traveling so much they really could have like only a couple practices in a month. Now they might have more, but as far as the train, as far as you know, after training camp, having more preseason games to kind of play with different options, you don't have as much to do. You know, it's, the season's starting earlier this year. Um, so I think it's going to take some time. I mean, he's more of a guy that just tries a bunch of things out and then later on in the year finds stuff that works, and that's why I could definitely see them struggle a bit. Uh, he, ha- he does have a really good relationship with players. I mean, there's most of the players in the NBA that I've heard of all want to play for Brad Stevens. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they just – I mean, he's still one of the best after timeout um, – out of timeout coaches in the league, even though they're cutting back a little bit on the timeouts at the end of the game, which could change things too. But I, I could see – Again, I just see him getting off to a slow start. I mean, I think it's going to take a little while to build some chemistry up. We're not talking about just adding a few players in the mix. You're basically just saying, here, Brad, here's a new team. Make it work. That takes time. So so you're saying, that as opposed to your favorite Celtics year of all time, 2007-2008 uh, season, uh, you think it won't, be, it won't be dominating as quickly as people expected and obviously run the table to win the championship as well. You think it's more realistic that they would be like kind of like the Miami Heat trio the first year where they're just kind of – getting stuff together to figure it out down the line? Yes, but I, I don't, you know, that doesn't mean that they couldn't figure stuff out, you know, second half of the season, go on a run, and then go on a run in the playoffs. Right. So I, I think I think I could see them figure things out mid-year. I'm just saying I don't see them personally getting off to a quick start this year. You know, you know, I, I see them being a, a, maybe a slightly above 500 team, honestly, to start the year. Um, they got a really tough schedule to start. A lot of teams that have a lot of, 
a lot of chemistry built up for a bit. You know, they, I mean, they, they play Cleveland. They, play, they have one of the toughest schedules, I think, to start the season, just with some of the big teams that they play. I believe they play the Spurs. They play Golden State. Um, they may even play Cleveland twice in the first couple of weeks. I don't, remember, I don't have it in front of me, but I know they definitely have a tough schedule. So I, I could see all this hype, people not realize that it takes a while, and then all of a sudden everyone's down in the dumps like, fire Brad, Danny's an idiot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen just because they're going to struggle coming out the gate and people yeah. are going to try to rush the judgment, and that's just what yeah. people do. Is it 50-50 in terms of the fan base, like your Celtics blog and every, everything else? Like, is it people are excited or are they more upset? A lot of people it? are emotionally vested in, the, in Isaiah. Um, most people are pissed off about the Brooklyn pick. Some people are kind of, as of the next day, kind of looking at it like, okay, Brooklyn might finish more 6-10 to 10 than 1-5. to five. Obviously, if all of a sudden Brooklyn gets the number one pick, everyone in Boston goes, you know, <laughs> wants to jump off a bridge. I don't, I don't know. It, it, there's definitely a torn in the trade. A lot of people are just caught off guard. But, you know, when you look at the voice of the Celtics, Sean, or, uh, Sean Grandy, yeah. radio voice, and TV yeah. voice, Mike Gorman, they're both, they both say, at least Mike Gorman this morning said, if you take a look at the Celtics yesterday and the Celtics today, they're a better team today. Um, and you get other people saying Kyrie was the best player in the trade. He's only 25 years old. Um, he ha- really hasn't even hit his prime yet, and he's, you know, he's in, he's a, such a one of the top five offensive players in the league. Um, it, it's it's torn. You know, everyone's torn. They understand Isaiah wanted a max contract. The question is, if Celtics wanted to give it to him. I actually thought they were going to. I thought they were going to kind of settle for like a three-year max, not a five-year max, and that's what would happen at the end of the year. But now it doesn't matter. I'm sure Isaiah's pissed off now at Danny Ainge, to be honest with you, pissed off at the Celtics for trading him away. Yeah. Um, they, they had Ainge on a conference call last night, and he basically said, I, Kyrie is super excited to be in Boston. He can't wait to play, can't wait to you know come to the city. Then they asked him, how did that conversation with Isaiah go? And he's just like, well, I'm going to keep that private. It was very difficult, and it probably it went about as you would expect it to go, and that's all I want to talk about. And you haven't heard a peep from Isaiah, so... I am sure this is not – he kind of feels betrayed a bit. Anybody's going to understand, I'm sure, at the end of the day, it's a business, and that's, you know, the one line that everyone comes out with. Guarantee his first press conference is going to be like, you know, I, I'm not happy, but I know it's a business, and that's, you know, that's just the corporate line that everybody says after getting traded. So. Right. So let's do a 180 real quick, and then, you know, we'll wrap up in a second. You're a Cleveland Cavs fan. What is uh, – are you excited about this, Fed? Do you feel like you won the deal? and? No, well, let me. I, well, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of a coworker of mine that sits next to me. That's a huge Cab fan. He's elated. He's he's so excited right now because he looks at it and says, "All right, Kyrie didn't want to be here. We're gonna have a problem. We might get pennies on the dollar for him um, because it's now reported that he, you know we're not gonna get much because everybody knows that we need to trade him. We don't want to cause a problem. We gotta try to keep LeBron happy. All this. They turn that into. Isaiah Thomas, which we don't know when he's going to play yet, but he, you know, assuming he comes back healthy, you know, you get a you get a again MVP candidate who from last year who will you know have to tailor his game differently to go with LeBron. Um, you also get, or in as far as having LeBron, you have a guy that can help hide Isaiah as far as on the defensive side and um, can definitely help out a lot the way that Avery Bradley did, but also to a lot more a bigger extent just because of LeBron and his height. You get Jay Crowder again, great contract. Can you know can help um, help to lay some pressure off LeBron as far as on the defensive side, and can definitely shoot the ball. And you get the 2018 pick. So if all of a sudden next year LeBron leaves, Isaiah leaves, no matter what, out of this trade, you're going to get a top 10 lottery pick. So you basically turned Kyrie, a guy who who basically screwed you by publicly by yeah. when it was leaked that he wanted yeah. to leave, and you now have at the very least a top 10 lottery pick out of it. 
right. in what's supposed to be, oh, whichever year, it's always supposed to be a, a deep draft. But next year is supposed to be a really big draft. So I would be ecstatic that you got what you got for him. When you look at these other stars in the league, you know, with the Paul Georges and the, just whoever that gets traded and they get pennies on a dollar. This is obviously a little different because Kyrie had two years left on his deal. Right. So, but, yeah, I would be ecstatic to be a, a Cavs fan right now, to be honest with you. I mean, you look at it from one respect saying that it's really a win-win. Celtics get Kyrie, who helps them out, and, and maybe this, this helps try to convince LeBron to stay at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm looking at their roster right now. I didn't even know Jeff Green is on the Cavs, uh, but apparently he is. They have a very good dynamic of, like, just by age, uh, age-wise, just youth and, uh, and veterans. I think they're still lacking. I mean, they got Tristan Thompson at center. They and and I guess they just drafted Eddie Tavares. I don't know. But the Derrick Rose thing, uh, people are saying like that's a good addition with with Isaiah and Derrick Rose combined. That like kind of offsets the Kyrie Irving production. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think that's true? Do you think that's, no. no? No, I don't think. And I think it's a load of crap. But yeah, no, I don't believe that at all. Derrick Rose is a good player, but he's not. He's he's absolutely no Kyrie Irving, and he's extremely injury prone. Even though Kyrie is too. So I agree it helps, but no, I don't agree with that. So looking back on, on it, uh, if, the, if the Celtics were starting in the beginning of summer and uh, you had to give up, I guess, the same amount of the, like what was given up for this Kyrie Irving deal, but you could choose between Cousins, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Kyrie, which trade would you execute? So you're just sending the same amount of talent that you sent right last night, but only for one of those players. Which one would you choose? And is everyone on their current contract? Um, every one of those players that you mentioned has one year left on his deal, while Kyrie has two. Uh, well, yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's make it as same as possible. They both have two-year deals. All of them have two-year deals. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Paul George guy, mm-hmm. so I, I like Paul George a lot. What would you rank them, then, in terms of, like, one through four, if you could choose uh, which uh, one of them? Who are the players? So we have Kyrie, Paul George, Cousins, and Butler? Yep. That's a great question. That's what I'm here for. Great questions. And dumb ones, too. But, yeah. I'm impartial to Paul George because I'm just because I'm a big Paul George fan. The only thing with him is that we already have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who play the exact same position and Gordon Hayward. So right. that's the only problem with that. As far as talent, well, I normally would put him as number one. In terms of fit? Uh-huh. No, well, just as a player, I'd put right. him as number one. No, I mean, I guess if you, if you say you're going to send out who you're going to send out and we're definitely losing Isaiah – if I know we're losing Isaiah Thomas, I guess I have to put Kyrie Irving up top because right. without that, we don't have our scoring guard anymore. So, yeah, I guess I, I, change, I have to swap that out. Knowing that Isaiah's gone, it, it would be Kyrie first. Um, then it would be Paul George. Then it would be probably, as far as fit goes, I would put Cousins and then Butler only because I feel that Celtics still need a big and – I think Cousins could help a lot, even though you'd have to take the baggage with his attitude. Yeah, I mean, but people said the same thing about Isaiah, you know, in Sacramento, Phoenix, that, that he wasn't really getting along with teammates. And some bullshit article came out today about uh, Isaiah. Oh, not oh along. yeah, Chris, Chris Bouchard, yeah, that was quickly shot down by the entire Boston media. Kelly right. Olynyk even went on Twitter and said, "This guy is garbage." <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's difficult because one also one of the articles. The reason why I asked you that, one of the articles we're talking about. Being a little more judgmental on age, like he was holding his chips, holding his chips, holding his chips, holding his chips. Uh, but, you know, to some extent, we can't confirm what trades were on the table and what weren't, hypothetically. Uh, if you, Why didn't he cash in with Boogie? Why didn't he cash in with PG? Why didn't he cash in Butler? Like, there's no way to really tell. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably say the same thing, PG. 
if it was a year, like realistically right now, I would probably say what you said to me a couple months, uh, a couple months back or weeks back, you said exactly that you wouldn't want to give all those assets that not knowing that, that he would sign on. Um, do you think Tyree's going to sign on full-time? Yeah, the, the, my, my, my understanding is they kind of through back channels checked, and he's very willing. They're extremely confident he's going to resign. He's got two years and a player option for a third. Everyone these days opts out for more money, but they're, they made this trade thinking that Tyree's the future. He's only 25 years old. By the time he's up, for his, by the time he's up to get paid um, for his next contract, he's going to be younger than Isaiah is right now by a couple of years. So just you know right. he'll be get, he'll be in the next contract and well Isaiah would be starting it now and then getting you know the say a five year deal yeah I mean I mean they got they got a guy that's not as prime yet he's 25 years old he's just got to stay healthy I just thought about one thing maybe I, uh, I I don't know if I mentioned it before but like Isaiah being traded as a person for himself do you think this is like the ultimate motivation he's in a contract year he's on a championship team and he's uh, uh, like playing with the best player in the world and LeBron James. Do you think he just takes his game to another level, or do you think that's impossible based on the fit that he's on in Cleveland? Well, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Which apparently, now that I'm thinking about, it, I said the word interesting on podcast way too much, but it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be tremendous. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, which is basically saying I'm interested. Um, yeah. And he's in a contract year, but his numbers are gonna go down. It's not his right. team, so. Right. How does that play into his contract situation? I mean, if he doesn't end up playing for the first couple of months, then he kind of plays, but they put, the team plays well, but he's kind of like second fiddle to LeBron. All of his numbers are going to take a hit. He's not going to be averaging 28 a game. How is that going to work? Also, how is, it, how is he going to fit with Derrick Rose? I mean, is the starting backcourt going to be Rose and, and Isaiah? Who's going to handle the ball more? I mean, I, he, he basically ran the show when he was in the game a lot, and his hand was on the ball all the time. Right. And the way that they're made up, I don't know how that fits. I'm saying it won't fit, but I don't know how that fits in Cleveland. I mean, LeBron has his hand on the ball most of the time, and I, I, I don't know. It, he may struggle with the fit, and, you know, like, you know, Kyrie thought that LeBron kind of rubbed him the wrong way. They didn't get along. Who knows if maybe Isaiah playing with him, maybe Isaiah won't get along with LeBron either. I mean, this isn't the first time you heard Chris Bosh didn't get along with LeBron in Miami. You, never, you know, you throw all these pieces together, you, have to, you don't know how everything's going to fit, and you, that goes the same thing goes for in Boston. I mean, you don't know if everyone's going to be getting along in Boston. Either yeah. with all the new pieces, so we will see what happens. But uh, opening night is going to be a fun one in the NBA. Are you going? Are you going? This opening night is in Cleveland, so I'm not going. Um, <laughs> if, if if it was in Boston, I already would have bought a ticket. Um, right. What 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 I on a side note, I, I am going to see the Celtics see them uh, raise Pierce's number February 11th. I didn't realize that going to that game meant that uh, Isaiah was going to be on the opposing team, considering they're playing the Cavs that oh, night. Oh wow. Wow. Uh, so that that I didn't even think about that honestly till like late last night. But uh, that's actually the most expensive ticket in the NBA right now. The the Pierce's uh, Pierce Cavs or the Pierce Cavs, yeah, Celtics Cavs February 11th. Pierce's jersey is going up in the rafters after the game, and they're playing mm-hmm. you know Cleveland. So yeah, priciest ticket in the NBA right now. Well, you uh, you have a lot to deal with now, and congratulations on little Zfar being yeah, uh, little, he'll, he'll be he'll be joining me watching these games. Yeah, we thought we thought we were gonna be watching IT this year, but I guess we'll have to uh, we'll have to chum. I hate, it's still so weird saying Uncle Drew, but I I'm gonna have to get used to this whole uh, Kyrie Irving thing this year. So he is very funny and witty. Like there's a couple of Bleacher Report and um, Player Tribune videos I've seen of him that are very just. I don't know. He just seems like I'm sure you're gonna like him, but based on on his personality. 
But based on, you know, how the team performs, that's going to be a whole different conversation. And I forgot the biggest, biggest news of this whole thing, the NBA 2K trend, controversy. Kyrie is going to be the first Celtic on NBA 2K since Paul Pierce, right? Or was he even in? No, Paul, Paul wasn't on. He was on. He wasn't on. I think he would have been on live. He wasn't on 2K. Oh, right, uh, right. And, and, Antoine, was on, and Antoine was on live. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's too late to change the jersey on the front of the game. It's still going to be a Cavs jersey for Kyrie. I, I am buying it this year. Um, hopefully, someone will be around to play. I, I'm also buying it. Do you pre-order it? Not yet. I'm actually doing that when I get off this call. I'm that, not, that, I'm, that, that's, Best, Buy, Best Buy's got it for uh, $59.99 with a $10 uh, for all those listeners out there. Uh, $10 right. back, $10 back of Best Buy Rewards. If you pre-order, you have a promo so, code? You have no, a promo no, code no. to return? <laughs> <laughs> Enter J-Farb at checkout. Uh, <laughs> yep. For ten dollars off, maybe I should just have you do all my uh, commercials with just your referral code. Oh, absolutely, that'd be great. <laughs> looking, looking for another Netflix subscription? <laughs> Enter a code NBA Day Two K. Um, yeah, so I uh, I'm also gonna buy it uh, probably this weekend. I'm gonna trade in my five dollar credit from the unopened Two K Seventeen I have. And, get, uh, okay, okay, one more one more tip. You get you get ten dollars if you trade it in Amazon. So oh, there too. okay. All right. Because so I, I just did that yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. I, I, not, mine was opened, and I played a half of one game, and that right. was all I played, and that was yeah. it. So. I think what we should try to do before the season starts, at least get one game in, knowing that we, we, we did it early and often as opposed to the whole season going, going yeah. by and not playing. Uh, yes. that, yeah, let's, let's do that. Th- that remains to be seen. J-Farb, you're the man uh, for coming on and talking about your seeds. I, I heard that the movement in Celtics on Twitter to the Brooklyn Nets fan is you guys want the Nets to win as many games as possible now. Yeah, so this is the first time. I am now a Nets fan. This is the first time, what, in four <laughs> years that I can cheer for the Nets. Yeah. Um, I am legit hardcore cheering mm-hmm. for the Nets. I hope Jeremy Lin is right, and I hope they make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean, I also hope that too. Uh, that would be that if, if somehow that happened, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would make me feel so much better about this trade. I mean, I'm still not happy about it, but so much better. So I am cheering for your Nets. Good luck to your Nets this season. Yeah, uh, then you, I, hope, I hope big things happen. So if, if that would be also serendipitous if somehow you guys were one and we just made the ace, you'd be like, hey, welcome to the party. But you know, you got to you got to check out now. Like we're. We're actually going to be leaving the party, moving to a new location. So yeah. the Celtics would probably just crush if that were to happen. That'd be awesome if, because then that way me and your your brother JT Baller would have tickets to one of those games at least for sure, or maybe both. Home that, game, so well, it's recorded now. So does that mean can we also put on recording that you'd invite me up to a game? Can we can we lock that in? Uh, well, I tried. You're always open invite to come. Two games, especially last season, we we couldn't give out. You know? I know you you were like begging me. You 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 were actually gonna like pay me to come up to. Yeah. No, I definitely yeah. was. I definitely yeah. was. I I think I I threw in the trade offer was uh, uh I would pay you. I'd give you additional cash. I would bring you to Tom Steiner in Brooklyn. I would also um play a game of 2K, uh maybe the 2K Yukon Central version of 2K, and it would be an amazing time. I think that deal is still potentially on the table for this. This upcoming season, uh, either right. or. All right, all right, and, and, and do keep in mind that Celtics took your number one pick this past year, turned it into uh, traded with Philly, got right. apparently the guy they wanted according right. to whatever, and right. we technically are taking the value of that pick and turning it into potentially another lottery pick next year if we can if the Lakers can finish two through five, which I don't think they will, but it would be nice. So the value of the Nets pick lives on one more year, even though it's not technically 
you know, nets for us, but it's still, you know, it's it's still it's still part of that the, the greatest NBA trade in, in NBA history. So yeah, I I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. I've got, uh, a, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a I got a framed autographed picture of Billy King that I have hanging out downstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you have that. Um, yeah, four years ago, around this time, or maybe a little bit uh, before that, or after that, we had that conversation. Me and your brother called you, and you were emotionally devastated of KG Pierce, and that's the only moment, I guess, of uh, of somewhat pleasure, uh, other than Paul Pierce blocking Kyle Lowry in a first round game. That's the only thing that resulted in that. So you guys won that trade by far. Well, I think that's why you brought them here. I, thought, I think that's why you brought them there. So I think that's <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, congrats on first number one, uh, number one pick, Z-Farb. <laughs> Second pick, Kyrie, I guess. And third pick, uh, are you getting some partial season tickets to Celtics or no? Uh, no, no. I, I, I have a kid now. I'm, I'm going to be watching most games downstairs. I will be at opening night against Milwaukee. Um, I know that. I'm going to go to that game. And then the game against the Cleveland, probably one of the games during the year. Might see, so, uh, Avery, over Avery under Bradley five back. games, over under five games, depending anywhere in uh, any game in the NBA. How many it'll, you think uh, it'll be close to five. Probably I, it may be less. I just this particular year it's going to be tough. I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, some work trips I might be able to uh, snaggle into areas with NBA arenas and maybe check out like a Rockets game later this year. That's my hope. So we'll see. Well, well, other people that are traveling are looking to go like to like the coolest uh, restaurant. Yep. Well, you like cooking too. Uh, Coolest restaurants. You're you're going to be like checking your schedule as you usually do. What games can I go? What NBA arenas can I not? No, I've, I've already you've already you've already checked it out. And like I said, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to delay my work trip to go to Houston until next year. I hope this yeah. isn't this isn't this this podcast isn't like put online or anything, is it? Because I somebody no no no. I mean, I'll probably beat stuff. Yeah, I'll probably beat stuff. You know, make it sound like you're swearing every other stuff. Okay, good. Because yeah, because I wouldn't want anyone at work to know that I'm basing my work trips around NBA arenas yeah. and me. Oh no, no, no worries. No worries. Okay, good, good, good. You're you're also known as uh NBA J two K J Farb, so your your name hasn't been presented at all. You could be anyone. That's a great point. It's a great point. <laughs> so all right, buddy. Um this has been great. Uh I need to talk to you more in, in terms of updates of this this trade because NBA is a year round sport now, forever. I think it is. It's pretty awesome. I love that. It, it, it is. It is. And, uh, yeah, next time, I, I'm still bothered that I wasn't invited on the show after Gordon Hayward signed because he basically <laughs> – I was really excited when Gordon Hayward came, was waiting for the call for the show. Then I got really <laughs> pissed off about Isaiah, and you're like, oh, hey, you want to come talk about how your favorite player just got traded away on a podcast? I um, had no idea you were that devastated. I, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm I was devastated. I literally yeah. sat by my phone yeah. every day, yeah. and I just stared at it. But, yep. <laughs> waiting for that call. Well – once they go uh, 26 and like five, how about we talk then? And then that way you'll be even more excited about it. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. That's sure. Let's do that. All right, Josh. Um, well, that will do it for this uh, Brooklyn uh, interview uh, with your boy Jay Farb, the real Jay. You can follow him at the Jay Farb, right? Yes. He's at the Jay Farb. Yes. Uh, and then you could uh, check up his tweets. Uh, towards Boston fans, and also when I occasionally try to troll him uh, at Brooklyn Rebound, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and that will do it. All right, guys, thanks, Josh. All right, thanks, thanks for having me. Rebound, 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 rebound.